Hey guys, this is John and Austin, and this is another episode of the Meat Justics podcast sponsored by Walton's, specifically Walton's Ultimate Steak and Roast Rub, the best steak seasoning. <laughs> and what a what a coincidence here, we have a gorgeous ribeye. It does look beautiful. Uh, so this was part of a primal that I put into oh half of a. a uh, ribeye roll that I put into a dry ager. We had it in there for 40 days, um, two days short of 40 days, but whatever, 40 <laughs> days. So we reverse seared it, um, had it on our Camp Chef smoker at 200 for about an hour, and then finished it up on the side sear box just in a pan because I hate doing ribeyes on a like a grill grill because the fat always goes down and scorches everything. I have we done a podcast since uh, since th- uh, Thanksgiving? Oh my goodness, my yeah. brain's not work since yeah, we've definitely yeah, done yes, a few we have. since I Thanksgiving. I'm pretty sure since Valentine's Day. That was the 14th. Was that, that was last Friday or last Wednesday. Wednesday. So that would have been after we recorded the podcast. Okay, so I this. Oh, I, you no have a great story. story. Yeah, yeah, sorry. So I, let's go. <laughs> we t- I think we talked about it on the podcast. I went and got uh, wagyu steaks. Um, my wife had never had it, and I'm like, you need to. And she kept telling me, no, don't do it. And I was like, it's Valentine's Day. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it. You can't tell me no. So went and got Wagyu steaks. Um, Wagyu steaks are very fatty. Um, this the, I, I have an issue with sear boxes. This is an accident with my sear box. This is not the first sear box accident I've had in the last month. But uh, long story short, I ended up like, I had the whole grill on fire. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like it, it was bad. I was, I was like, I don't know what to do. I was like, this is, this is gonna get too hot. I'm gonna be a problem. I have like a covered patio, yeah. and I'm like, it, it's far away. It's far away, but I'm still like nervous. Yeah. And so I went and I had a sanitizer bottle that was almost empty. So I dumped the rest of it out, filled it up with water. And I'm out there spraying the grill and through the little vent holes on the back, I'm spraying and I'm watching. It's just flame. The inside is just flame. And I'm just spraying in there. And I finally, I got, I got the fire to go down, but I, I emptied like a whole bottle of water on the thing. Don't they always say don't add water to a grease fire? I needed it to cool down. It was so hot. So, so hot. And grab a, like was baking soda or something like that. That would have been better. Yeah. 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 So uh, we all, we have these like emergency like fire extinguisher things. Not a fire extinguisher, but a fire extinguisher. Is it a I don't bomb? know. How. You throw it in there and it gets all hot. It goes, <laughs> no, no, no. There's this thing. No. There's a, a bomb it, you throw in that it bombs sucks. Are probably the wrong word. No, no, no but it, it's, it's like, like a, a ball that explodes yeah. and it huh. sucks all the oxygen out and it puts out the fire instantly. Obviously, cool. it would ruin your steak. And but you it, know, so see, <laughs> I would, ruin it that I got anyway. the steaks out. Oh, good. Um, and I didn't. They they weren't too bad. There was only one steak that took some serious damage. I yeah. ate that one. Um, so you went was, back for the women and the children and the steaks. <laughs> yeah, I was like, hold on, did the dog survive this fire? <laughs> Who cares? The steak is the dog. Steaks, <laughs> steaks what matters. But steak was delicious. It was awesome. But um, I didn't want to spray like the chemical extinguisher in there because I'm like, this is gonna ruin my grill. Uh-huh. I'm never gonna be able to cook on it yep. again. Um, and I was, I was just, I didn't, I just couldn't think, but I was like, I have steak inside. I want to eat. Yeah. And I was like, I knew I was like water and grease fire is not, not good. But I was like, if I do small amounts yeah. and I also thought if I sprayed it on the like exhaust ports that that would like also kind of like help cool it down, block the oxygen from going back in. Uh-huh. Cause it's going to be steaming. And so you can't get in or out and it'll cut the oxygen to it. I don't know. I don't think that's accurate. There was a lot all. of things going through my <laughs> brain. That one is at all correct. <laughs> 
All right, well, try some of the spinalis. So this is uh, the best cut of all of that. I chose this one for us to have. The steaks I cut up for you and Dylan are a little bit thinner than this. Just I made this one a little thicker. While I've been very vocal recently about my preference of um, strip steak over ribeye, this makes me think I'm dead wrong because the spinalis on a 40-day dry old steak, dry aged steak is phenomenal. That is that is good. I will I will say though, I also ended up buying like Patrick. an extra set of like small steaks. I bought like big ribeyes for. Valentine's oh no, Day. you don't think this is good because you've been eating wagyu constantly. <laughs> and then I bought like small ones because I was like, I would try something different. So bought like these little small Delmonicos, and had those last night. Yeah, and so I eat that, and it's good, but it's not as good. You've ruined your it taste buds. It is not as good. What, Not even close. What uh, seasoning do you use? So last night, I just do salt and pepper. Okay. Because I was like, I don't want to. I think that's what you're supposed to do with Wagyu. Yeah. Um, it's just, it has so much flavor in it. Like, I don't want to hide it at all. Mm -hmm. I just want to add some saltiness. Um, and I feel like if you add salt, you you have to. You have to add a little pepper. I saw. But, uh, but appreciate the texture of that. On YouTube with Wagyu, they prepare it. Um at least in, in this one particular video at this one particular restaurant in Japan where it was like more of a square cut. Yeah. And then they like really broke it down. Like to, he they sliced it. Five different. And then barely yeah. like try it, try, try that sliver, try that sliver, try that. So, and by the end of it, you eat all of it, but it's over probably of course of a 20, 30 minute little mini meal, but looked really good. But at the same time, I kind of like, I want the whole thing and kind of carving the carcass. That's part of the, you know, that's why Japanese people are so small. They eat slow. <laughs> just eat well, how do you explain them. sumo drivers? Or sumo drivers. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't explain sumo drivers at all. I don't think they're a thing, Patrick. This sounds really cool. I want to know what they are. <laughs> you got to wait for the for the movie. You know? That sounds more like a video game. But sounds awesome. I would take this over Wagyu if you want to eat a lot, though. Because, like, with Wagyu, like, I only want, like, 8 to 10 ounces. It gets, I don't know. Well, let me tell you, this. Know, if you want eight to 10 ounces of this, you better start eating because I am housing this thing. Yeah, I, it's it's hard to eat a lot of it because of the texture and the fattiness and everything. This, I could eat two pounds of this. This is oh. this is amazing. Don't get me wrong. Incredible it's like uh, when something's too rich, like fudge or something. Like, sure. I can only have like yeah. a little bit of it. Um, from somebody who does not eat Wagyu very often, um, this is the best steak I've had in a while. So mm -hmm. dry age, absolutely perfect. You know, you might have to do this again because to do an actual good control test on it, you need to cut a slice off of a rib roll. Okay. Backpack it and just throw it in the freezer. Oh. And then do a dry age one because then you get the actual texture difference. Okay. Because I've had a number of steaks in the last few months that I looked at and I was like, it's going to be good. And then when I ate it, like it just was... It was tough. Yeah. Like texture was off. Um, so it can it can really depend upon like um, just what cut did you get? Sure. It also, and this is, there's no way for me to sound, say this without sounding cocky. Those steaks weren't cooked by me. <laughs> so there's just a possibility that you've become accustomed to a certain level of tenderness in your steak. 
that you were not able to provide for yourself. I'm surprised you like overcooked this for John. Um, so that's why we had to get you, try to get you back here earlier than regular. It just went way too fast. It just went faster than I was expecting it to. Um, I guess it'd been a while since I'd cooked a steak this thick and I overestimated how long that was going to take. But even like, I think the fat is better on the dry aged steak. It kind of pops almost. Yeah. I don't, I wish I knew. Yeah. Wish I could, I knew more about how that works, but don't know, but I would agree. All right. But the problem is right now I have an empty dry curing cabinet since I pulled this out yesterday. What goes in there next? Aren't there two back there? Or is one of them the old one? There are currently two back there. We are waiting on an answer from a vendor who just sent us the second one, but we're pretty sure they're out. Oh, no. Not me. So unprofessional. It's Josh from the retail store. Answer it. Put them on. No. I've I've only done that like once, maybe twice. I think I I answered. A live stream. It was a live stream? Yeah. Answer when it was Mike from Pass It On, I believe. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Did you see I almost got an Instagram account banned? (laughs) What? What did you do? Our Instagram account? What? Ours. Mike sent me uh, a request. He's like, hey, do you guys want to? promote this like you've done in the past for us since the pass it on outdoor mentor gun a week raffle i was like sure yeah whatever so i took a screenshot of what he sent me and posted it to both instagram and facebook and he called me while i was in a meeting with andrew and was like hey you're gonna want to take that down he's like they do not look kindly on that i was like oh yeah did not think of that because it's a gun giveaway mm-hmm. mm. so by the time i got into it they'd already removed it on Instagram. Really? Yep. And I just took it down from Facebook. Interesting. That is, I never even thought of that. I don't understand that. How? Often do I, does my personal Instagram account get suspended? Quite well, often. How do they do that? How do they get away with that? You post on the internet? Because they claim to be like, I don't know, this gets into a whole weed of things. They claim, what, what do they exactly claim to be? And they claim like freedom of, uh, oh, like whether press it's publisher and speech or not. and everything. And then yet they control stuff, but they claim they don't. Yeah, if they're actually That's protected by, um, what is it? I can't think of the, there was a ruling that gave them immunity, something immunity, but whatever. Yeah. It, once you start editorializing stuff, you're a publisher in my mind. Yeah. But. I don't know. Then the same goes for logistics. It's so hard. But. Yeah. I don't know. All right, but I don't know. What should the next thing in there be? Because if no one gives me anything, I'm going getting some ham and I'm doing prosciutto and that thing's locked up for 180 days. <laughs> That's a long time. It is. We got to no, we got wait on that or do it on one of the Can you do it on the old one? I don't care if you do it on the old one. We got two How I'm worried that that uh, your father has the old one. I'm we worried have the that, old big one, don't we? The tall one? Yeah. Yeah, it's in there. You could do like Four hams in that. Yeah, but here's the problem. I'm worried that that thing could not regulate humidity. It said it could. It could not. So I'm just going to mold out those hams. That's true. So I needed something that high risk, high reward. So yes, but the the (laughs) 
the failure is going to hurt me so bad that I don't think I'm going to be able to deal with it. I love prosciutto so much. How, how we, I don't know. We'll have to figure out what do we have on like inventory of like uh, salami, pepperoni and stuff. Do you mean as far as like what I have made? Mm-hmm. We don't have much pepperoni left. Because what if we just go through and just like max it out, make as much as we can? Because yeah. unless, well, does the big one work for that then? Is that the big one in there? Yeah. No, I, I, we're getting rid of that at some so point. So we don't trust that. So we're only going to use like the small one. Yeah. Yeah. Then whatever, because you, you're not going to make a big enough batch of anything. No, to, the most I, could, I think I can get in there is like 14 pounds. Okay. I don't know. 17 pounds. Yeah, it was 17 pounds. And I probably could get more of that in there. We should do, like, with, I'll, I'll choose them. The last time I did it, I did 38, 42 millimeter hog casings. This time I'll do, like, something a little bit smaller and just see what is the max amount, if I'm very careful, that I can get everything in there without touching. Well, what if what if you don't even do it in a natural hog casing? Have you, tr- have you tried the inedible collagen i haven't tried the inedible because if you do the inedible collagen then you've got like uniformity i mean that's you that's how you're gonna max it out i did do collagen collagen though and it worked great you just do collagen either. yeah regular collagen worked great okay you have you done like a like a like a wine salami no because we don't sell one don't you just take a take a salami seasoning and add wine to it yeah that's generally what you do but we used to have italian red wine salami seasoning Stop carrying it. So it's like, don't do it. There are also additional difficulties with that. Um, you have to add the culture and the wine very far apart in the mixing process. Otherwise, the culture basically gets drunk and does nothing. Sweet. Why is that awesome? I wish I could like actually see what was going on there. Wow. Like it just, yeah. Well, what are you like? Letting them have a party. What is alcohol? It's yeast. It's excretion of yeast when it eats sugar, right? So... This is just the other end of that. It's it eating that and then going to being lazy. Yeah. Or it could do cardio. You could drink and do cardio. I'm telling you, it's the wave of the future. All right. Um, so, all right, we'll just go back through. We'll make more pepperoni since that seemed to be. I was trying to explain this to. That or your Willie stuff. The Willie stuff was amazing. That was. Oh, you really like that? I really like I've got that. tons of that. Yeah. But we had, yeah, pepperoni. It's hard to beat pepperoni. It's hard to beat pepperoni. can't have too much pepperoni. Um, I was talking to a process head in text this weekend. They called me. They were together and taunting me about the oh, fact that's that cute. They, they were, were together. <laughs> they were, I don't know if they went up to his hunting cabin or if they were just at his house uh, doing stuff. Um, but I was talking to them about the difference between like a, a really good representation of what dry cured sausage could be and like a really good tasting dry cured sausage. Like the Land Jaeger was, looked great perfect consistency, like all of that, but not very flavorful, right? It didn't have a ton of like pop to it or anything. It was just kind of like, yeah, that's a dry cured sausage. Whereas the Willies, not as good, quote unquote, but the taste was a lot better. So just interesting. Yeah. Um, also, uh, Excalibur sent us some formulations for um, snack sticks, summer sausage, bologna, and hams using celery juice powder. Um, so in the next couple of days, week here, uh, I'm going to make celery juice powder snack sticks. Okay. Should be interesting. I'll just, we'll talk more on that because in the email you sent me, I didn't understand what you meant. 
I'm pretty sure I said just that. Didn't I? Oh, and uh, the fact that the hams make me nervous. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know about using celery juice powder in hams. <laughs> like that just, like I, I wouldn't use sure cure in ham, right? I'm using a cure. I'm using sweeter than sweet cure. Everything is mixed together. Nitrite's already in it. I don't have to worry about adding anything. I'm not going to create my own ham from my own ham uh, brine other than the cure by hand. Oh, so the only difference between like a complete cure, like a uh, Blue Ribbon Maple Bacon and Sure Cure, is Blue Ribbon Maple Bacon has other flavoring and sugar and extra salt. There's more of everything else in it. Right. So Sure Cure, same thing going in. You just got to still add like some of those other things. Right. I don't want to do that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That makes me nervous. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I what makes you sense. Think now? I was. I have no idea. I was uh, like, I, I don't know. I was like, is he just like scared to make this? Like, how often just, does that happen where you have no idea what I'm talking about in an email? Uh, not super often. Okay. I usually I usually can put it together. I can, uh, I can answer this question. Well, hold on, because you're my problem here. Um, <laughs> did you see my email about the free shipping we did last Wednesday and the stats I looked into on it? Mm -hmm. Okay. Did that all make sense to you? Yeah. I worded that so carefully because I knew he was just going to be like, mm, you just tell me. I'm like, no, you have to read it. Dude, and then, like, I, it made no sense. It like, I read it three times. Perfect <laughs> sense. I, it might make perfect To me, it made no sense as someone who's, I like, I think of pretty interesting things visually to put on a, a screen. And he's sending me words about percentages from this <laughs> week to that week. And I went, what are you talking about, dude? And then he said, and then he said everything he needed to. From his email in a sentence that was at the end of a paragraph, we were talking face to face, and I went, "Oh, I know everything you it's need." It's called a wrap up. Yeah, you yeah you summarized it perfectly, but it was it's it, he said what was in the email, but I learned face to face. And he's you need to put it into Excel and get one of those like three D bar chart things, oh, so he can see the picture. Chart. Yeah, now not just talking. like a line graph or a bar chart. Even what three D Pat was showing me uh, in Excel yesterday, <clears throat> and there was like. There's numbers on it. I go, okay. That I go, which just what's better? Something's obviously better than something else. Point to the better. Like I get what we're trying to do, but the the the, the exact number of it doesn't make a difference to me. So we're trying to help you develop new skills. I at 32 years old, you're gonna let me. Look Dude, I'm 45. <laughs> I'm 44. I'm just saying. No, I told you, this guy is a this. Listen, what we have here in John, he's a great utility hitter. He's a computer teacher. That's all this guy is. Mr. Walford in eighth grade. That's what this guy is, dude. He he goes around. He could tell you everything about, I mean, just list it. Word, I was telling him some note. stuff about how to use Excel. No, 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 no. That he was wasn't it. saying anything. This guy was blazing through as if, I mean, Flash Gordon can go faster on this Excel <laughs> spreadsheet, dude. This was wild. And he's like, oh, you just do this. In the, and he's in a dialogue box. And then he's putting, hold on, you just got to do this really quick. And it's. He's clicked more things than I've done in an hour at work in this 22nd thing on Excel. Formulas. Yeah, dude. That's it. No, don't. That's it. Like, it's it's not. It's hard. <clears throat> the, you could figure it out if you wanted to in a day. For sure. But I don't. But, but, I, don't I, don't, but I don't. But I don't. <laughs> but I don't. I got other stuff. You got. <laughs> hey, for, just fairly. I, it never said I was an Excel expert on my. Well, that's fair. Ever. That's fair. I don't think it came up at all. Now, I think it should be on yours, though. I'm definitely not an expert. The best thing you do here, Excel. Absolutely not. Oh, dude, you're the you're my you're my closer on Excel. That's all. I'm, in fact, I'm I barely above average. I, I'm going to pitch you an idea, and we'll stop talking about it. But like, you get him in a room, shut it. The only thing he does is Excel. This company's going to make a lot of money. Dude. <laughs> 
And, and think of all the positives. We don't have to see them. One, we don't have to listen to them. Two, we don't have to hear them try to explain that 25% is more than 19% to me in an email, three sentences long. All right. We put you and Andrew and Chris all in the same room. Chris is better a, than I am. With a, with a, ex, with a task Excel project and see who can complete it oh, the fastest. It's Chris nuts. would win. No. Chris would win. No. Yes. All right. I was at, I was wearing my Meet Your Sticks hoodie at, uh, where was I? I was checking out somewhere. Did you get noticed? And some guy goes, oh, Meatistics. And I was like, you know that? No. And he's like, no. Or he goes like, Meatistics, like logistics of meat. And I was like, you got that? I'm like, do you know us? And he's like, no. He's like, it's kind of unfortunate. And I was like, what? Like, I'm pretty sure he was a vegan or something because um, I was just looking at him and stuff. But he picked it right out. It was, that's cool. Now, it was probably because it said Meatistics, <laughs> not like all the way across. I, I do. I am kind of digging the the square We're logo. Using the square more yeah. and more. It's yeah. just, it's better. Like this is a, a good logo. Pat did a great job on the redesign, but the square with the word just works better. Yeah, more clear. But anyways, it kind of made me fun or made me laugh. Um, I reached I reached out to uh, Greg Henderson from Drovers Magazine about being uh, on the podcast. So hopefully, we get a response. Um, because I was reading an article of his, and I was like, oh, I wonder how many of his articles I've read. And I clicked and I looked through and it was like just a ton, or not a ton, but a good amount. Um, and we've been saying for a while, we want somebody on who can better explain kind of the market to us. Because right now they're happy about a $3 a head loss. So it is improved for ranchers to the point where they're all right now they're only losing three dollars a head, and they're all very happy about that. So how are you making any money? I think it's all I don't know. Mushugano? Yeah, yeah. It's I, some of it's no, because crazy. of how and when they record expenses and they it's like a futures type of thing at times, but ultimately, like. They lose money too often. And it's like, no. Right. No, you don't. No. You can't be. You can't always be losing money. Yeah. So I don't know how it works. It's confusing. Um, people sometimes <clears throat> don't either don't realize this or forget it, but accounting is like a creative position. Yeah. Because to be honest, you, you can technically lose money for years in a business mm -hmm. and be making money hand over fist just because of how you expense things out. Right. And what you can legally do with that gets murky. Murky, that's a yeah. good good way to describe it at times. Yeah. And yeah, so. we're seeing that in, in New York right now. Did you hear all the truckers are saying they're not going to New York City? Uh-uh. So Wednesday... When it came out, they're like, Trump owes them $350 million or whatever. Oh, yeah. Truckers are like, we're not going to New York City. And apparently it has caused panic buying in New York City and shelves are already empty. That's And hilarious. there are no new trucks coming in. <laughs> so New York City is about to tear itself apart. Now, could also be 100% nothing because they're just going to offer the truck drivers more to bring stuff in. Eventually, there's a number like, oh, okay, we'll be there. Right, like we'll pay you three times your double or your rate. I'm like, yep, all right, I'm on my way. Yeah, but that's kind of the point. Sure. Yeah, yeah it's still going to cause pain, but it's not going to be like this big crazy thing. I don't think, at least. We'll see. We'll see. I could be wrong. Um, all right. So we all have to take a guess. You two have to take a guess. I already know. What state do you think was hit the hardest 
by the avian flu this year? Mm. I gotta look. At, I gotta look at migration. Patrick's so. doing. Patrick's doing Tai Chi back there. By the way, we play like play like the Jeopardy background while we're thinking. Yeah, that's how long we should get. I need visual migration patterns. Ooh, oh, this is perfect. Well, Patrick, this is for chicken and turkeys, so yeah, just, yeah, 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 okay. yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know how migration's gonna help you out. Neither one of those migrate. It would either. I don't know. My thought is it's either somewhere towards the center of the country where we got more farmers and ranchers, or it's on a border, a uh, coastal border state that. Uh, is just a port city. So I would guess California just okay. because more ports there, more imports things coming in there. So I'm going California. That was going to be my number two, but I'll go Indiana. Close. Um, California is number two. Kansas is number three. Ohio is number one. Damn. Mm. And it's close. 4.5 million in Ohio to 4.3 million guesses. in California. Like How's Kansas? 1.5 million. It's a huge drop off. Yeah, but still, so, how is Kansas on that list at all? Are we big into are we that big in poultry farming? Not that I knew of, but yeah, sure. Okay. I've never seen a poultry farm in all my travels of Kansas. Although there are no poultry farms between here and my house. So that would be about the extent <laughs> of where I would see things. Uh okay. Um how close do you think the ingredients are between Walton's Ultimate Steak and Roast and Excalibur's regular Ultimate Steak and Roast and Rub? Oh, they're going to be a little bit different because okay. this is No, no, no. Don't look at the ingredients. I cool. thought it was just a particle size thing. I thought they were the it's exact not technically just a particle size thing. Yeah, not technically. It's close. Whole mustard seed. Uh, what else is it? Okay, there? they both have mustard seed. The black uh, black peppercorn, whole black peppercorns? Uh, not whole. No, that, that would be insane. It partial like bits of it yeah okay. it's broken up so they both have black pepper patrick's two for two. does almost every season <laughs> sure start they but start salt with and black pepper start okay with all right but that, that's a big one what kind of salts <clears throat> dextrose dextrose is not a salt salt dextrose that was did i nail it no, it shouldn't be dextrose. No, no, no. There's no dextrose <laughs> okay. in it. I was I'm trying like, not to doing? be mean to Patrick there because he knows so much more about meat processing than he should just from like listening just, to stuff. Uh, I'm just, uh, that was one of the words that you read on the back of an right. ingredient label. And I wanted to jump on him. Like, there's no reason he should know that. Like, why would I be mean to him about that? So, <laughs> sorry about that, Patrick. No, it's funny. You can be mean to me in your mind and then not say anything. I and can't, then, though. And then, and then we're not like, my buddy Greg used to do this thing where he'd go, like, we're mid argument and he goes, ah, you know what? I'm not even gonna like it's so easy. Like it's so easy. There's so much to pick from. He goes, and by saying nothing, that that trumps anything he could possibly say. So thanks for doing that on a, on a, on like you thought of it and went, oh, I can't even. But then I did. But then you did anyways. Right. Yeah, you kind of. What you, do you mean that? You, so that was the nice thing to you do. You farted it out. You like you. <laughs> uh, you like never mind. And then you took it back. In. Okay. So what do we think the differences on the salt are? Oh, I don't know. I mean, it's not just one, particle size. It's celery salt. Nope. Awesome. We'd, no, I would know. That's that's disgusting. Celery salt's nasty. Um, I don't know. I mean, it's not sea salt. So one of them is kosher salt. What does that really mean? Blessed by a, a rabbi. Jewish person made it. Is that <laughs> is know. that just the difference? 
That was prepared in a kosher plant, I think. No, I think there is more to it. I do think it. it well, let's look it up. Kosher vault versus sea salt. What's the Who's going to find it first? Kosher salt is a coarse grain salt that gets its name from its use in the Jewish tradition of koshering. Koshering is the process of preparing meat for consumption in a way that meets Jewish diet. Okay. So kosher, well, uh, what I'm looking at, kosher is mined and sea salt is harvested. They could both be coarse, I think. Which is interesting because our particles of salt are bigger. Uh Uh-huh. So that says specifically it's a coarse ground and ours are bigger than kosher salt. Yeah, I don't think I don't think the I don't think the coarseness is the defining characteristic because salt can be I mean you could have re technically you can you could you could mine if you if it's mined salt, not sea salt, mine salt, you could mine a block of right. salt. Yeah. How do you get that into salt that's in your food? Hit it with a hammer, crush it. Yeah, in some some yeah. means you crush right. it up yeah, yeah, yeah. and then you just crush it to the consistency you're looking for. So I don't think this says specifically kosher was is a coarse salt. I think it could be whatever though. We'll have to get a rabbi to answer this one. All right. Um, so yeah, kosher salt for the Excalibur one. Then dehydrated garlic and onion, black and red pepper. Then spices. Then including mustard seed. Ours salt, not kosher, but regular salt. Dehydrated garlic and onion, so like the same, but then come spices before black and red pepper. Then comes mustard seed. It depends on how that's. So it's spices, including, are either before or yeah. after. We have more spices in ours than black and red pepper. They have more black and red pepper than they do spices. Does theirs list out specifically black and red pepper? Doesn't say including. Nope, it says black and red pepper. Huh. Interesting. So don't know exactly what the difference is. Ours is better. Um, I ran out and I had a, a big shaker, like a 30 ounce of Excaliburs, and I put it on a steak the other day. I'm like, yeah, it's good. It's just not as good, I don't think. So my biggest complaint is the particle size. I, I like something that's dustier. I don't like the big particles. That's my favorite part. I like the I fact that they're I big don't. particles. Yeah, I lost that battle. You should be thankful. I lost I that am battle. Thankful. I don't. When we first when we first did that fifteen years ago, like I wanted, I wanted the smaller particle size, and I lost that. Did you ever talk to your dad about who was right on whether or not Mejistics was a name? Yes. Okay. What happened? Um. So what what we actually did? So there, real quick, just <clears throat> for anyone who missed last week's, Brett had told me that when they were. Changing the name from Midwestern Research Research and Supplies, the final two options are between Walton's Inc., which was what we are, and Meatgistics. Go. He's still wrong, okay. but um, I I don't know. I I I started down this rabbit hole and then I I got stuck and stopped. I need to get, dig, dig back into it. But <clears throat> when we were looking to change our name from Midwestern Research and Supply, we like legitimately like did this like online contest mm-hmm. where. We had people submit names and sample logos customers and stuff. and whoever? Uh, we, didn't, we didn't advertise it, so no customers, really. We did it just like... Internal? Uh, no. Third-party outside thing. Oh, really? Know. You can get, There's websites you can go to and like post post stuff like that and be like, hey... Did you offer one? a cash prize? Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, wow. Do you yeah. remember any of the other names that got nominated? No. Can we find those? See, that? so that's where I was looking into it. I keep my sent items forever right because i'm always paranoid i'm like 
Someone's going to come back and say that I said this, and I'm going to go, no, I didn't. Here it is. <laughs> sure. <clears throat> so I have it going back to probably 2008. Okay. But when I was trying to look through my sent items the other day, I could only get like three years of history. And I'm like, Welcome what to, happened? Welcome to Outlook, baby. Outlook's the worst. It's, it's, yeah. The search. So, I might have to download like the actual raw file of my stuff and just sort it by date and go to the very beginning and see what I can find. Because okay. I guarantee I have it in there of sent items going back and forth between me and Brett and some others um, of the name options. And I just I just got to find that. I searched through my Outlook the other day and I can't remember exactly, but it was like mystery something. And I know that was exactly in the document, right? <laughs> like that exact... And I put quotation marks around it. I searched it and it brought something up. I was like, oh, I'm like, it had something to do with them. I'm like, I didn't think it did. And there was an attachment on it. So I looked through the email. That phrase was nowhere in there. That phrase was nowhere in the attachment. It was just like, here, take this. Ugh. Like, what, yeah, are you, I know. what are you talking I about? I got you beat. I have a, another boss named Todd, right? Todd. And uh, I type in Todd and my phone goes, by the way, hundreds of emails back and forth, right? It goes, you mean this guy? And I've never even heard of him. Some other dude named Todd. And he's a contact. I go, why is this guy a contact? Well, I've never, he's been like on the eighth thread of an email that doesn't even include me. You know what I mean? Like he CC'd some random. I go, you got that guy. But the guy I talk to weekly. No. On the phone. Like, are never. you kidding me? Are you kidding me? I'm telling you, it is the worst. It's troll. Like it purposefully wants me to get in a car wreck and die. Like I'm reading that. <laughs> He's screaming at the screen. I can see Bro, him just getting me. angrier and angrier. Just a reminder, most states have a don't text and drive policy, Patrick. Just not, not this one though, right? Oh, text, yeah, texting, texting. I'm yelling. I'm yelling at the assistant on my phone. What are you talking about? Show me Do what you I use that? See. The read your text? No. No. No, I'm just trying to I save, should, save because getting texts from you would be great. Voice to text <laughs> in, dot, voice dot, to text out. Dot, All right. Dot, but how much better dot. is, like, with these Galaxy Pro ones and this new phone, like, once I got the voice to text thing to Google, it's amazing. Dude, my mom It really just, never messes up. The only problem is punctuation. It doesn't do so good. So you have to, like, run on sentences. You have to, like, say period or mm. exclamation point. No, if I said question mark, it'll write out question yeah. mark. <laughs> It just must not make it. You probably got to pause. You have to have a natural pause. You know what it is? Now the periods make a lot of sense because when talking to John, he does just kind of pause. He'll go, he'll say a word, 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 word. You know, to fill out a talking about talking to me live? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So then I wonder if your phone is just adding a sentence because when you text me, it's like word, period, word, period, word, period. So I assume you're typing. No, no. Those are what I'm typing. My fingers are really fat. And trying to hit the space bar hits the period bar or oh. period button all the time. When you, and when you type, you should do the little swipey thing. Oh, that's, I always forget about that. Yeah. Patrick and I found a very interesting site once. Oh, boy. Hello.to or something like that. Okay. Do you remember that? Uh, don't, don't bring it up. I don't, I don't know. Computer. I don't know. What it was you're something like about. that because I sent him a text and it said, hello. Oh, then it made it a, a link. Right, it made it a link, mm. and it was a very spicy link. So <laughs> I don't remember that. <laughs> you know, how do you not remember that? I, was it me? All right. Uh, okay. uh, over the last thirty days, here are the most active users on Meetistics. We've got Denny O at three hundred and fifty-one posts. We got Call Doc today at two sixty-nine. Salmon Master at two sixty-seven. Steve Winscott, Stephen Winscott, sorry, at two ten. Gus four four one six one eighty one, and then rounding out the people over a hundred were C Davis, GWG eight five four one, Possum, David Az, and Process Head. Can you, like, re can you repeat all that? I didn't. I know. will not be repeating <laughs> all that. We are done. Um, and it didn't. 
Oh yeah, there it is. We also have a new feature where we get people who made their first post recently. Um, Smadger, S. Madger, whichever one, joined on November 6th, made his first post on February 1st and his uh, reputation of three and a post count of 21 already. Mine, Minola Bob, Minella Bob, um, made his first post uh, a couple of days ago. Mongo O made 16 posts and has a reputation of 30. Mark Brown has 14 posts and made reputation of 30. Are these guys all just liking each other's posts constantly? Probably. Do we create a newbie section? They're all just like, yeah, like my post. Pack. Yeah. That's kind of building this reputation. I mean, that's a good 14 and 30 is a good reputation. Not bad. So we're getting a lot of new users. Uh, Rounding that out was Dylan Jacob 1, Mike Ski 85, Valskim, and Buddy. Is that a new user? Buddy? How how has no. no one used? No, no, no. These aren't necessarily new users. Uh, these are uh, people uh, who joined or made their first post recently. Now, okay. that person is also is a new true. user. How how is how has no one claimed the name Buddy over the past <laughs> seven years now? That's a good question. There's probably a lot of simple. Just that is a good question. I'm going to go through and start there. reserving all just kinds of interesting fun names, ones, making fake accounts for myself just to have a burner meet justice account. Yeah. <laughs> but it, how many emails do you have? As many oh, as I want, plus that. Austin plus. Yeah. Wait, can I just have, I'm going to start making a lot of profiles that's like him with a mustache. <laughs> <laughs> just make the mustache progressively yeah. crazier. Yeah. Yeah. Just get on to each one. <laughs> uh, what's his name from Sonic? Jim Carrey. But who was the bad guy? Dr. Robotnik. There you go. All right. Uh, I mean, going to meet matters. We're I mean, going to go to the not- end really quick. Um, just because I found this one interesting. This was from Meeting Place. It says, better together, wings and football. According to the National Chicken Council, chicken wing consumption was estimated at 1.45 billion wings while watching the Super Bowl, just during the time the Super Bowl was on. The NCC, I don't think the National Chicken Council gets just a three-letter abbreviation. That sounds awesome. But it's like... They'd be like the JPT. Yeah. Like nobody knows what that is. Where'd you, where'd uh, you go to school at? The, N, the NCC. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. What are you? Uh, that does create problems every once in a while when I'm talking to people and they say the CIA. I knew that from when I was in high school because I had two friends from high school who went to the CIA, mm-hmm. like uh, Culinary Institute of America. Yeah. <laughs> but I was telling somebody, I'm like, oh, well, you should go to the CIA. And their mother looked at me and was like, wants to be a chef. I was like, uh, <laughs> Yes, I understand. <laughs> Not the Central Intelligence Agency. Uh, but anyways, uh, the NCC 2024 wing report put this number number into some perspective. 1.45 billion wings are enough for every man, woman, and child to eat four wings each. If the Chiefs coach Andy Reid ate 50 wings a day, it would take him 79,452 years to eat all the wings. Right? The total amount of wings consumed in one day on Super Bowl Sunday is enough to place 693 wings on every seat in all 30 NFL stadiums. I find that one more weird than the Andy Reid one. Yeah. Like, why are we placing wings on Tell me, like, tell me, like, all right, take the population of everyone at the Super Bowl, then tell me how many filled stadiums it takes to eat that. Sure, that would work. Also... Tell me how many how many miles that is, like oh, stretched yeah, yeah, yeah. end to end. That would be a how good many one. football fields. How many football fields Perfect. would be amazing? 
Can we get? I mean, or get a volume of them and tell me which stadiums it would completely fill up. Fill up. Like oh, those are good. That's good. Those, God, rewrite that article. Right? Who Come actually on. eats wings on the Super Bowl? I don't. Th- in my thirty-four years of existence, I don't think I've ever ate a wing on Super Bowl Sunday. Like, I, I, I probably have. I didn't but this I, year. But I, I, I didn't always do. I don't prep to go out of the way. My team's not in there, you know. Right. So uh, it's harder even get get jazzed for it. But I. It, I'm I, I kind of don't have a palate for wings on that day. I don't know what it is. I, I'm probably wearing a jersey, and I don't want to have sticky, nasty stuff on my hands. And so I, I'm trying to think what it is because I'm kind of with you, but like at the same time, I want to promote wings on the Super Bowl like we do. So it's hard to do. I always, anytime anyone says wings, I want wings. <laughs> I read that article earlier today. I was like, yeah, I'm having wings tonight. I'm kind of a breaded wing kind of guy though myself. Yeah, does it count like popcorn chicken? Because that's Ooh. probably where I'd go with things. I don't want wings. Wings. I'd no, take. I'd, I'd take like chicken nuggets. Doesn't count popcorn. Tenders. That's not a, a wing. A nice dip. boneless wings. Ugh. I bet they're counting boneless wings. They probably are. Oh wow! <sighs> Astrid. That changes Come things on. a bit. That is. I mean, let's just count kids' chicken nuggets all year. Like, what's that's what's the difference? Technically, you could probably. Thanks for ruining what was a fun story. (laughs) You're welcome. Now now I'm sad. All right. uh, Moving on to the main story. This is um, beef forging ahead with consumers. Now, this is the article that made me reach out to uh, Greg. Um, We're going to review a good amount of it, but just for some background before I dive into it. Key factors that you have to keep in mind are that 88% of those who are surveyed in this study found that they thought inflation was unusually high. And of those 67% thought that the main driving factor in that was food. So what they were spending at the grocery store and restaurants. All right. So keeping that in mind, um, how does that all play out in the meat case? Not like you think in mid January, an analysis Released in 2020, uh, analysis released of the 2023 year end results for retail meat sales. A couple of items are specifically significant. December 23, beef's monthly sale comp was the clear winner. Total sales were up nearly 5%, while fresh meat sales in general were down. So even with beef increasing 5%, when you take all fresh meat together, it was down. The 52-week comparables, beef generated the largest dollar gain, 1.6, across the entire protein sector. Now compare chickens year-over-year dollar comp sales. The dollar increase is directly associated with volume growth. growth. However, for beef, it's the other way around, more dollars on lower volume. So if you look at this chart down there, you'll see in December 2023, um, beef up 4.8%, where the pound amount was down 3.2%. Chicken was down 1.4% and was up 0.1%. So those higher prices at the grocery store are what is driving this. But it turns out that people aren't just giving up on beef. There probably are more people like me out there than, well, maybe not like me, but of the same mind with beef than we anticipated. Uh, Pricing power. All that speaks to the beef industry's continued pricing power in the marketplace. That's especially significant given consumers are especially ouchy about inflation. I found that term to be pretty funny. (laughs) Ouchy. Uh, One would expect that consumers would have been more prone to trading down when inflation is front of mind. Why is that occurring? It's because the product continues to get better. The 2022 National Beef Quality Audit survey respondents when asked, what are the strengths of the steer and heifer industry? 
reinforce that reality. The results detail below note that product quality gets consistently cited across all categories of industry participants. Um, so it's a, a, a table. Um, it's got a bunch of information on it, but really nothing we're, we're going to be talking about too much. All right. Should, should be and should not be happening. Now let's turn to the pork industry. Sales results reveal a sharp decline, negative 5.3% in 2023. Remember, we've talked a lot about how Chinese people are eating a lot less pork as well. The industry's challenges were uh, or sorry, we're underscored in a recent Wall Street Journal article. Wall Street Journal. <laughs> darn it. Wall Street Journal. Go have a article. Bug, bug after it's this. journal article that's giving me the tough. Right. Say the WSJ. WSJ. Uh, we're not eating enough bacon, and that's a problem for the economy. That was the title of that article. The first sentence reads like this. The American pork industry has a problem. It makes more tenderloin, ham, sausage, and bacon than anybody wants to eat. The column featured a 27-year-old consumer in Chicago, the kind of person pork producers hope to win over. And one and one the beef industry needs okay, sorry. And one the beef industry needs to win over too. Mr. Rasmussen said he eats steak and burgers when they fit his budget and picks chicken wings when trying to save on his grocery bill, and then remarks. Pork is kind of a third thought. That's me to a T. I will eat beef when I have both the time and not worried about what I'm spending at the grocery store. I'll eat chicken when either one of those two things interfere with that. And pork is a distant third. I don't know. I'm more apt right now. I'm more apt to buy pork at the store than probably beef or chicken just because chicken. I look at chicken and chickens to me, it's too expensive. Like I, I want to pay less than less per pound than what chicken is right now, and I don't see another way to like get around that. With like pork, like you can still get like I can still get larger quantities of pork that are mm -hmm. reasonably priced. That's a whole lot less than chicken, um, and then beef. Um, buying like the half a beef at a time that's cheaper. And that I just is. I've been going through like all of that, so I'm not buying it from the grocery store, but. I think it's it probably just depends on where people are getting stuff. Just maybe going to shift what they do. Like buy more, especially if you go to the store, it always drives me nuts. And, and seeing like a pack of like uh, boneless pork chops sitting out and like people paying like four or five bucks a pound. And it's like you could go get the pork loin for $2 a pound yeah. and just cut your own. Yeah. And it's, but you, you do that and it's a lot cheaper. Um, Sometimes uh, they're even slightly seasoned, so that adds even more value. Yeah, yeah never. I, if it was from like a, if it was from your local processor or meat Something market, different. I'd be like, okay, I'd try that. Sure. I'm not doing that from like Dylan's a big box or, store. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. All right. Forging ahead. Let's put this all together. Good things happening for the beef industry. All the while when consumers are looking for cheaper alternatives, they're price shopping, but they're not, at least not when it comes to beef. And those added dollars flowing into the business helped underpin 2023's record market. All of this underscores the importance of maintaining a consumer focus. Make, make beef better and promote it effectively. Build it and they will come. So, very good article. I was very impressed with that. Um, your father sent me this one. Colorado beef may soon be graded by a person looking at a picture. So, we've talked about this in the past. Um, just... Wanted to point out that it's coming to more and more places. Uh, my computer won't open that link. 
but it does have something also about mobile slaughter in there. So I was thinking about that. That's a little bit interesting. However, what would it be used? Like there's no mobile slaughter that's USDA. Are there? I don't know why it couldn't be. Okay. It's a lot harder to do that. But, but if I it can know. be, that opens up a whole new world for ranchers. I don't know. You have 20 ranchers in Idaho, right? And instead of spending however many tens of millions of dollars to build a plant between them all or just losing their profits, instead, one of them becomes a mobile butcher or they bring in a mobile butcher and they're USDA inspected and they just go around to all of their facilities. And then all of those places are USDA inspected and can sell to whoever. That doesn't sound right. Yeah, so USDA has like, Official guidelines they put out on like mobile, mobile slaughter unit compliance guide. And that's the, to be honest, that's the thing always to remember is, is it a guide or is this actually coming out of law? But if it's a guide, it should be based on it. It should be good. But they obviously can do it. Um, although this, the first document I pull up, there's a... Uh, <laughs> It might be kind of old. There's a bolded line talking about floppy disks and CD-ROMs. Oh, there so, you go. Good. <laughs> it, it says this was put out in 2021, though. So it's just the government and they're behind the times. But I, I, to be honest, I haven't heard as much about mobile solder. I used to hear more about it. I'm also, I don't know, I also used to sit in the sales room like right. back in the day. I don't anymore. Um, but I, I don't know if that's like a reasonable thing that people – can do i would think it would be it would it's probably one of those things that it's possible it's just cost prohibitive but i don't know when i was uh in customer service we had two or three mobile slaughter customers that would call them fairly consistently so nope all right uh auction prices boom for dairy beef calves um this is a first thing i found to talk about this week but i can't open Anything. Nothing will open. This is my podcast. Let me now. close everything. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there it goes. It opens. Uh, so it's not a long article, but I want to just uh, read a, at least a couple sections of it. Auction prices for beef type calves and other categories have hit record high, and the meaty trend is expected to continue for a while. According to Dave Wirt, president of Ag Market News, a service that tracks livestock auction prices in Pennsylvania and Maryland, Supply and demand, especially with beef cross and Holstein bull calves, is driving the force. There's just not enough of them to go around. Beef-type calves are bringing up to $8 per pound, so dairy farmers are breeding their cows with Angus. In turn, there are fewer Holstein calves, so they're going to go up too. As of February 12th, beef cross halves brought $6.50 to $0.08 per pound at some auctions. Considering a week-old animal may weigh around 100 pounds, the profits have never been better for farmers. The price of Holstein bull calves has also skyrocketed, skyrocketed Wirt said, climbing from an average of $1.50 per pound a couple of years ago to $5 per pound today. So are we starting to see the turnaround for ranchers? I mean, it kind of sounds like it, right? I, I would assume so based on yeah what they're saying. Prices are climbing. Now, we might be... Um, these are the auction houses selling these. So I don't know what that relationship is like between the auction houses and the actual ranchers. But if the ranchers know that the auction houses are selling it for $8, 
it's not like they're going to be like, okay, I'll take a dollar a pound, you know, something like that. Uh, but moving on, he expects robust, robust prices to continue. Wirt said when price hit, when prices hit the $8 mark, things might cool to the $6 range, but that's still strong. We're in uncharted territory. I've never seen prices like this. As price rise, the risk for buyer buyers follows. As prices rise, the risk... Okay, that makes sense. A buyer bidding $7.50 for beef-type calves has a lot more initial cost than those animal, and a lot can happen during the 18 to 24 months that they're finished. That's one reason why more smaller frame calves in the 80 to 95-pound range are being sold for dairy beef rather than just going to the veal farm. So I thought that was really interesting. thought it was some good news. Mm-hmm. Um, we've had quite a few doom and gloom meat matters things in the past. So I thought we would change that. Uh, next one is how fast food and big beef are helping high plains ranchers save dwindling native grasslands. So we don't need to go into a, a huge section of this, just a, a couple of things that I thought were interesting showing some of the good stuff the ranchers do. Um, and two quotes were um, Bain, who's one of the, the ranchers has a long history with these grasslands. His he was a rancher in the area for 12 years before taking over the initiative. He calls grassland the most imperiled native ecosystem on earth. Part of the reason is because they are often overlooked, but they provide a lot of benefit, including clean air, carbon storage, habitats for prairie species, and food supplies. Their problem is they don't have any of what is known as charismatic megafauna predators. Like there are no lions on our grasslands, right? So, like it or not, that's what people get all up in arms about. Like when somebody wants to go clear cut the Amazon, everyone's like, what about the Jaguar? What about the Anaconda? Like they want something big and cool to look at. And bison, just don't do it. Um, and the other one is uh, ranchers are the reason we still have any grassland in a very basic sense, which is very possibly yeah. true. Very, very possibly true. All right. Pork and ham recall as fears grow over listeria outbreak. According to the CDC, the ongoing outbreak has led to 26 cases of illness since 2014. There's been way more cases than 26 since 2014 of listeria, um, of which there have been 23 hospitalizations and two deaths across 11 states. The largest proportion of cases occurring in California. That since 2014 thing is wrong. I don't. Since it's got to be since February 14th. That's what it is. I don't know why it copied as 2014. No, no, it's 2014. It can't be. They must have meant. More listeria gets. Well, just from pork, though. Oh. If it's just from pork, to be honest, I, I, especially, yeah, coming from like more of a mainstream news and not like, cause like one of the articles you had was like the Nebraska public something. Right. This is not that. No, this is more this is Newsweek. Yeah. So, haha, uh, you too. I, and you did. We've been in here too long. I said, I've, I set myself for do not disturb. Oh, we for, started early. Darn it. All right. I'll run through these real quick. Um, uh, infection with hysteria bacteria can cause a number of symptoms with the worst affected, usually being those weakened immune systems, older, younger, blah, blah, blah. Uh, severe is, Fever, headache, fatigue, vomiting, diarrhea, and confusion. Um, that does kind of sound like us over the last few weeks. Uh, Taco Bell <laughs> unveils eight new I- menu items. One of them's chicken nuggets. I found that interesting. We're, we're speed running through this, so don't worry. Okay. Uh, 
Drug to treat severe food allergies, including nuts, goes to the FDA for approval. You have to take it two every two to four weeks, and you still can't eat nuts. So is it really curing it? It's just going to help prevent anaphylactic shock. Wait, but does it make your allergy go away? No. It oh. just prevents you from going into anaphylactic shock. Oh, well, solution there, go do immunotherapy. Yeah. That's possible. My we son had a peanut allergy, and he's almost got rid of it. It's next time we get tested, it should be gone. You think so? Uh-huh. No. What about regular shock, like if you're just surprised at something? No, it's not going to help with that. No. Um, our bodies need vitamin D. Here's what happens when you don't get enough. Brain fog, joint pain, depression, insomnia, and low immune function. Basically... The sun. 2023 to 2024 for the sun all of us. helps you. Yeah. yeah. That's one supplement I didn't used to take. I take vitamin D now. Yeah. Because, yeah. That's I, a good one. Don't don't get enough. And then real quick, wild card uh, section. Uh, Starbucks releases a pork-flavored coffee in China. The reviews for it are very high. Makes sense because there's there's coffee-flavored barbecue rubs so why not why not flip the script and and make a, a coffee flavored i was initially barbecue. very against this but you've sold me on it right there i i, I wouldn't i wouldn't touch it no. i'll be honest good I, lord no I'm not drinking that. it would have to be yeah you'd have to pay me to do it yeah uh, a cougar attacks five mountain bike my, uh, mountain bikers in washington state so attacked one woman put her in hospital and then the other ones it didn't really attack it attack them so much as they attacked it they pinned it down with one of the bikes and held it there until wildlife could get there and kill it. Um, and then they said there might have been another uh, mountain lion involved in the attack, but they couldn't find it. That's actually kind of impressive. They were able to hold it down. Right? That's what I thought. I would Yeah, I think that'd be hard. It's like the problem with the tiger's tail. Yeah, you can grab the tiger's tail, but at some point you got to let go. Uh-huh. Right. So is it better to like let that cat keep swiping at you while you have a bike between you and it or just hope you let it go and it runs away? Because once you let it up, if it comes back at you, you're in some trouble. Uh, pin it down. Uh, have four of you pin it down and send the, send someone else to go find some big rocks and smash, smash its head. Smash its head. Yep. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, Maharashtra, I think it was India, man enters the river for fishing and a shark bites his leg. So they killed the <sighs> shark. That looks like a tiger shark to me. That does not look like a bull shark. If it is a bull shark, it is a huge bull shark and i do mean enormous it's so blurry i have no idea what's there no it could be a dolphin (laughs) like (laughs) i'm pretty sure by the the snout that it is a tiger shark but the tiger sharks don't go up rivers so maybe it was just one of those like you know they call it a river but it's not really a river all right um ralston road shooting this happened in nebraska uh a suspect allegedly shot somebody trying to steal some of their barbecue equipment. Tech sent me that one, so I figured we... I was going to say, I think I've already read it. Must, if yeah, it came text, 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 text. Yeah, That's um, nuts. Just don't mess with another man's barbecue. And it was up in his neck of the woods, too, so it made me laugh. We don't really have time to watch this, but this video is insane. That shark wants to eat those people so bad that it literally kills itself trying to get in the cage. And it does get in the cage, I mean, mostly. Those guys have to exit the cage. Warning, content contains oh. scenes some viewers may find distressing. I think all viewers would find this distressing. Watch this. So, boom, hits them. And then it's like, no, you know what? I'm getting in there. Yep. I've had, I've seen you people in these cages for way too long taking pictures of me. I don't want to have a picture taken of me. I'm coming to eat you. Oh, and yeah. then it gets its gills caught. And so blood starts coming out through the gills. But it gets basically all the way in the cage. And then it died. Is there like an emergency escape, escape hatch yeah. on those things? Yep. So if it comes in, it's because it's far from the only time that has happened. That's nuts. Yeah. 
Still the craziest one is the guy who was floating in the clear, clear plexiglass one. You've seen that, right? You've never seen this? All right, real quick. I think so. Just real quick. Watch this. Because it is truly nuts. This was on um, the most recent Shark Week. And this idiot thinks that he's going to be fine. But this shark destroys this cage in, I mean, it's not even remotely hard for it. It's not coming, I would say, somewhere around half speed and just plows right through the cage. And they have to come out and get them. What is this? I don't want to watch drive away dolls. Do you don't have you don't have YouTube? Oh, you're logged in as Waltons. I my Somewhere. I don't actually you know I have to remember to cancel my YouTube TV. Mm. I got it for the ticket, and then the commanders stunk all year. Biggest waste of a couple hundred bucks Dude, ever. You've lived in Kansas long enough. Just be a Chiefs fan. I'm not. I hate the Chiefs. <laughs> I'm for, watch watch just. I mean, maybe oh. half speed, maybe half speed. Oh yeah, that wasn't even. Right? He it wasn't was even like, trying. I'm going to come up and check you out and see what's up in there. I can see through it. It looks um, like very thin plexiglass. Let's boom. just comment on that. That looks dumb. And that is a big wow. shark. Big shark. I was rooting for the shark there, to be honest. <laughs> if you want to do things that stupid, whatever. I want to watch that. Yeah, that's just that's insane. All right. That's it. We will see you guys next week. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for checking out the Meat Jistics Podcast. To shop everything but the meat, head on over to Waltons.com. To get your meat processing questions answered by experts and enthusiasts alike, head on over to our online community at MeatJistics.com. Waltons, everything but the meat.